Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Living Life Out Loud. This is going to be episode 14. And today I have the pleasure of speaking with the lovely Tammy Trulove. Welcome, Tammy. Hi. (laughs) Good to have you on the show today. I'm so glad you could join me. Thank you, Sarah. All right. So today we're going to actually be talking about dealing with uh, narcissism and um, perhaps like being in a relationship at some point with a narcissistic person, um, some of the warning signs and, and just kind of to give you guys a better outlook on some of the things you might actually be dealing with right now and not even realize it. So um, I'm, I'm excited to talk about this because this is something I think a lot of people are going to relate to um, without even knowing they're going to relate to it. So exactly. Um, yeah. Let's uh, actually just tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, just so okay. our listeners know who we're talking to. <laughs> sure. Um, well, I'm over the age of 55. <laughs> so, I love that. Um, <laughs> actually, my birthday is next month. I'll be 59. I don't have a problem saying that. Yay. But, happy um, birthday. Yay. Thank you. <laughs> um, and um ultimately been in a few narcissistic relationships to varying degrees and um, even my father I think I could say he was probably a bit narcissistic but I never really understood what that meant other than somebody being arrogant and rude Mm -hmm. Um, and that there actually is a very deep charm that a narcissist can have and mm-hmm. there unfortunately can be some extreme evil related to it. Mm-hmm. So um, I am a college educated woman. Mm-hmm. I consider myself very kind hearted and, and smart and friendly and, um, and able to hold my own, but I still got sucked into a very, very lengthy relationship. And when it ended, all of a sudden, not by my doing, mm-hmm. um, I was able to realize, oh my goodness, I I just ended this relationship with a serious narcissist. Mm-hmm. So um, I wanted to share in case one person gets one little thing out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it would it you know would mean the world to me. Yes, definitely, and I'm glad you're you're willing to come on and share it because, like I said, I I really think this subject is like is a really swept under the rug type thing because <laughs> it it's is like having researched a little bit about it um and even listening to to other other speakers about it i was surprised at how much um people are passive about it almost like you know they just you don't realize some of the warning signs because it, i guess it de- depends on the severity of it as well yeah. like little like um subtle things that you wouldn't really you kind of think oh that's not so bad but then you actually get those wheels turning and and i think it kind of plugs into farther back and you're like whoa wait a minute (laughs) hold on very very true um i had a a lengthy relationship and it took him walking out the door suddenly and then me realizing what had happened and going back through you know, our time together from, you know, the first week almost mm-hmm. and realizing, oh my gosh, you had the signs, you had the signs and I, I can share the signs that I had. I can share how I um, swept it under the rug or, you know, let him slide, if you will. Yeah. Um, so. Well, why don't we get into, um, like, like into that? Let's say like where you you mentioned like within like the first week or so like what were some of the now realizing what were some of the beginning things that you might not have noticed back then that might have happened one of the one of the things that um i swept under the rug immediately and unfortunately I allowed to occur I enabled him throughout the relationship was lying Mm -hmm. and 
little lies. I mean, super itty bitty teeny lies. And I'm not talking about, you know, a lie to save your butt for some reason. So little, little lies that didn't really, um, do benefit him in any way mm-hmm. that I can see or harm me really in any way. Um, one of them I will share is, uh, for whatever reason, he would bring up a girl he dated that mm-hmm. happened to be a vegetarian and how his parents loved her and they would go out of their way to accommodate her when they ate because they were meat eaters. So I mentioned to his stepmother one day, you know, about this girl and, and she said, who? And I said, well, oh. he said it was an Indian girl and she was a vegetarian, blah, blah, blah. And she said, he's never brought another girl home. Oh, I don't know what vegetarian Indian girl he's talking about. And wow. so little things like that. So that's one thing that he did that quite often. He owned a gun. He owned a Scottish kilt. And then mm-hmm. I never saw those things. No oh, um, wow. Things about a relationship with his daughter, with his mother. And then I find that those things, you know, really did not ever occur. Wow. Um, so, but I kept, I just, I talked them away. You know, I, mm-hmm. I said, okay, well, maybe he had a bad day or maybe I misunderstood. Maybe mm-hmm. I didn't hear him properly. So, um, but lying is a huge, huge, huge factor. And mm-hmm. the, the thing about narcissists is that they do not even have a conscience when it comes to lying mm-hmm. if there's no conscience whatsoever that um, everything in their life is scripted so the person they are involved with ultimately just becomes a part of this script this illusion and fantasy that they have created for themselves mm-hmm. and ultimately how they feel about themselves is totally different than what they portray on the outside. Mm-hmm. So this individual I, you know, had a relationship with was very successful. Um, people loved him, seemed very charming and debonair, um, you know, the life of the party. But I was able to realize over years with him mm-hmm. and then afterwards that he was very troubled inside. He had to create an imaginary world for himself, and um, and I unfortunately was the pawn that played mm-hmm. that part. Wow! Yeah, having um, reading about it too, like that. One of the things he said was the charming. That is something that's like well known as uh, narcissistic. Like when you look it up, they say yes. it right away. Very charming. Yes. Very like almost intriguing like you're just attracted to that like you're wow he's he's somebody or something about him is amazing yes and they call that first stage um sort of love bombing that's a word that's used you see that if you read up about it it's Mm -hmm. like phase one is the idealization phase they shower you with gifts and love and adoration they make you feel special etc but what they're doing is they are trying to they're using a mirror a mirror is used a lot in um, learning about narcissism and trust me I have pages and pages and books and books and audiobooks you know mm-hmm. I've, I've listened to when I had to go through this myself mm-hmm. a few years back but they, they use the analogy of a mirror and so they try to mirror what they think you want to hear who you mm-hmm. want them to be etc in mm-hmm. order to in order to get you to like them, Mm -hmm. if you will. And then that is sort of the first stage of all of that. Even with red flags, Mm -hmm. that love bombing that they do, you become so enamored that you're willing to ignore those red flags. Again, like Mm -hmm. I said, oh, I must have misunderstood. Mm -hmm. 
and I um, think once they notice that, that's like their way in. That's their oh, she she fell for it. She I convinced her otherwise, so there yes. it is. Like there's my and, entry. And there are actually um, narcissists that they do not con they are not consciously aware that they are not in love with the person. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know that it isn't a one hundred percent conscious awareness to manipulate you in the beginning but mm-hmm. they just simply are not capable of truly loving anyone it's mm-hmm. the script that their brain has created that they have to try to live and then they figure out how to supply the need to continue to live the illusion and you'll see that word a lot as well the supply so I was mm-hmm. his supply so to speak mm-hmm Wow, it's it, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's very crazy, and and uh, I went from um, one relationship to another, and and I can see the signs that I'm actually actually a bit of an enabler. I can I can acknowledge that, mm-hmm. and so I think because of that fact, and because of the fact that I'm a very kind individual. Um, mm-hmm that those are the type of people many narcissists sort of um, try to bring into their fold, if you will. Mm-hmm. That makes sense, too, because kind people aren't going to be like, oh, you're wrong. You know, you're not going to put up much of an argument to somebody like that. You're going to kind of just be like, oh, it's all right. I don't want to fight or, you know, kind of brush it off a little bit more than someone with a little more attitude and, you know, easy to argue with you know what I mean like it kind of would be harder for them to have somebody like that rather than a kind person did I lose you yeah there you go (laughs) okay (laughs) you bring something up that is really part of one of the final stages in that somebody that will speak up and starts to acknowledge that they are perhaps being abused and I wanted to make sure people knew that abuse from a narcissist doesn't have to be them screaming in your face, calling you ugly names, um, physically harming you. It can truly be um, emotional type abuse. It can be financial abuse. And one of the stages is devaluation. Mm -hmm. But um, when I started to... I'm not sure exactly what it was. All I can say is I think it was God had his hand in this. Mm -hmm. When I was ready, when God thought I was ready to start my path, my new journey, I started to speak up. Mm -hmm. And that is when I started fracturing his mirror, as they call it. Yeah. So as I continued to speak up and, and, not necessarily fight back, but just try to um, not accept the devaluation mm-hmm. the way I had been. Um, it all came to a head, and mm-hmm. um, I fractured his mirror. Mm-hmm. So, I had but, read that too. That that's like a big deal with the um, not kind of, almost like not complying. Like you know, like you once right. you you go against it, it's it, it they flip out. Some yes. of them in like intensely, like where they like get just so mad they're screaming and stuff. But yes. even then, I mean, to the point where they'll walk out or hang up or whatever it is, yes. to, like they get so mad that you are not compliant with with their world, so to speak. That's right. Yeah, you you are correct. They're, you are not no longer compliant. Mm-hmm. Um, but they go, they put you through what many people or many. Um, therapists if you will call mm-hmm. the devaluation stage so they've got you in their fold they have love bombed you um, you are enamored with them but then they no longer really need that um, admiration from you any mm-hmm. longer You so then they might just start distorting facts they will um the lies might, you know, get a little bit more intense, etc. And to make you question things and make you wonder 
am I really a worthy individual? Mm-hmm. And um, my personal um, experience is that certain things would be said or not said. It cut off. <laughs> there. He would relay a story in front of people and I would be thinking, I don't know what he's talking about. Mm-hmm. And this is not what I I did. And he would say, oh, we did this yesterday. Or, yeah, I was talking about this the other day with Tammy. Mm-hmm. And I thought, I, I didn't want to call him out in front of people. Mm-hmm. And, and so I just kind of like let it go and let it go. Mm-hmm. But at one point in time, Sarah, I actually said to him, I think I need to go have some neurological testing done. And he said, why? I go, because you are saying that things that happened that I don't recall. And then mm-hmm. I'm, I'm saying, I'm relaying things that I recall that you say I never did or I never said. So I feel like I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think... I truly need to go speak to somebody because this is not this is not normal. Mm-hmm. It's all part of their manipulative stage. Mm-hmm. What did he say to that when you when you said that? Oh. But I'm trying to make sure that your audience realizes it can be something super subtle like Mm -hmm. that they owned something and then you find out they never owned it well why did they say that Mm -hmm. Um, and then what I experienced coming up with some fabricated story but putting you in the middle of it and then seeing how you're going to respond and because I let him get away with that lie he continued Mm -hmm. to do it and then when I started seeing a therapist in 2018 and started speaking up that's when everything kind of fell to pieces mm-hmm. um, it took a, you know it took over a year but at that time I was still learning how to get my voice mm-hmm. how to use my voice but um, I don't know why this story is sticking in my head and I don't know if it will help anybody but I wanted to share that um trying to not you know get too personal but I Mm -hmm. recall cooking a Thanksgiving turkey for his company luncheon Mm -hmm. and um, somebody else was doing a deep fried turkey I show up to the office with the turkey and person comes to me oh my gosh I bet you just had a scare this morning I'm like what are you talking about this oh well we were told that you forgot to turn the oven on when you put the turkey in and you didn't think it was going to be done on time and I said oh well there must have been a misunderstanding I'm not sure what what he thought happened but no everything is fine Mm -hmm. and I thought what the heck and then two or three other people came up to me and said the same thing oh gosh can you believe you forgot to turn the oven on this morning And so finally, I didn't call him out in front of people. Finally, when I got um, him in his office alone, I asked, what the heck? Why Mm -hmm. did you tell these people I forgot to turn the oven on when I didn't forget to turn the oven on? Why would you lie about me like that? Mm -hmm. It makes me look stupid. And he laughed, goes, oh, I was just joking with them all. And I said, (laughs) Well, I don't know how that's supposed to be a joke when I had multiple people come up to me. Mm-hmm. So that's also the sort of way they devalue you. Mm-hmm. And, and he didn't care that people came up to me and thought I really did that. Yeah. Which such a stupid lie. A pointless lie. Like he really wouldn't lie. get anything out of that. Like right. there's, I can't imagine like what... Uh, get a chuckle I guess on his end which is exactly probably what he wanted was the attention of it and for you to come out like oh she got the turkey done yay no 
Yeah. Like maybe in some way it had to have added to his value, not yours, but to his right. somehow. And that's one in thing. The be- they- oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say that in the beginning, I recall people saying, oh, he just dotes on you and you are the cat's meow. And that was shared. And then after several years, it quickly became creating these crazy stories to make me look look stupid I guess Mm. and I wonder if he was like the devaluing was like the ultimate I don't know once you started um kind of getting your voice and it was against his will obviously I wonder if that was kind of like his way of being like oh that's it you know I've dealt with so much because in his mind he probably convinced himself that you did all those things that you actually right. forgot, that you actually, whatever he made up in his mind, he probably thought, oh, I, I can't put up with this, you know, because right. she did this and she did that, but only in his head, he, you did that, so. Exactly, yeah. I'm not, you know, I don't really have a true answer for why they do those things, except Mm-mm. that it, it just is sort of part of that devaluation stage. Mm-hmm. And, um, they cut you off pretty quickly, and in some ways and um, I I would say that um, I was pretty much cut off probably before year seven of us mm. being together oh, wow. and, and when I say cut off I mean I'll just say it Sarah mm-hmm. sexually oh, no wow. kissing, no holding hands no intimacy, nothing mm-hmm. and um that is something that is very common, I found yeah. out. That they don't need you anymore for anything. And so they're not going to expend any energy into pleasing you in any way. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I will say that I did receive lots of gifts mm-hmm. and flowers, but 99% of my gifts were given to me in public with other people around. Oh, so they could so see that, what a wonderful person so, he is. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Exactly. You know, setting up a beautiful dinner for me somewhere. Um, he had arranged for a bartender to hand me a beautiful um, box that had some jewelry in it when I was meeting him for happy hour on, I don't know, anniversary, birthday, something. Mm-hmm. Flowers delivered when I'm getting my hair done. And from a woman's perspective, those mm-hmm. were really kind gestures mm-hmm. and I thought wow my prince charming mm-hmm. but it was all for his benefit exactly I think that's where so many listeners are going to relate to you because that's like such a common thing like you think oh well that was romantic like I think you justify it almost because you want it to be you want it to be as a woman we want it to be romantic we want it to be that oh that was really sweet so I don't think he meant to be rude that other time or he didn't mean it like that or whatever the case is but you justify like his motive he he has his own reasoning for doing it to make himself feel good and look good to everybody else so right that's just yes wow i can totally see that one of the things that i remember um learning was um they make a comment that um um, when they do perhaps uh, you know end up with a a a kind and beautiful partner etc that it is it good for their appearance Mm -hmm. and that it makes them perhaps look normal that's like that whole beginning part and then even if you are having some of the verbal and emotional and whatever type of abuse in the background um, behind closed doors there's still that out front for everyone to see the flowers and the, mm-hmm. the jewelry and the dinners or whatever something to boost them up in their peacock feathers if you will mm-hmm. and there are there are women narcissists that abuse men so mm-hmm. I don't mean to just focus on you know a yeah. male narcissist no so totally the, it goes both ways yeah it definitely does and I think just in this in this instance we're talking about your experience and, and it yes. totally can go men and women everybody and even like what I had read too is that we've all had you know some of us have shown occasional narcissistic behavior but not 
as just like as frequent as an actual narcissist you know what I mean like it's not like we all have a little bit in us but not to that level of of what we're talking about correct and um um you know, and I, I want to leave him out of it, him, per, his personal stuff out of it, mm-hmm. but I I am privy to being friends with one of his employees that was, um, he was very close to, mm-hmm. and they were able to share with me, you know, a few years later, mm-hmm. that... Um, they could see those sort of narcissistic ways at work as well. Mm. Um, and you know, you go around the room and how was your weekend? Oh, great. I had to mow the lawn. And he would say, Oh, I pay somebody to do that. I don't even own a lawnmower. Mm. You know, just really subtle things like that, that arrogance. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, um, cutting people off a person that will not let you finish your sentence. Mm-hmm. Um, always about them. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I know we know a lot of those kind of people, but mm-hmm. but these are like more more intense. I think it's more of a constant than just a here and there type of experience. It is a constant. Yes, it is a constant. You are correct. Um, so, so I guess pay attention to those little flags, everyone. Um, if your your partner or somebody in your life is um, tends to be critical later on in the relationship sort of abandoning you if you will ghosting you if you will then go back and really dig deep and see if you saw any of these signs and mm-hmm. I'm you know I lasted 17 years mm-hmm. and um, so there you go yeah um, there was um I was gonna ask you, well, in your opinion, um, yeah. there was a podcast that I had heard, uh, and this woman is talking about being in a relationship with a narcissist and um she's engaged to him. And she goes on and explains, you know, the signs of, of narcissism and she's um she starts out it sounds really like good, you know, but as she progresses in different episodes, it, you can hear her almost hear her voice just start to break and you can hear like her pain in it and she's convincing on her podcast how to deal with it and stay there and just you know don't make him upset don't say this don't say that like she's literally saying this during her podcast and I thought it was interesting just because I was thinking well in your opinion like I mean everybody you know however they deal with it is their own but Right. Um, I mean, like she was kind of trying to convince you to just stay with them. Don't leave, mm-hmm. have patience and, you know, just deal with it, endure it, you know, but I couldn't even finish listening to all of them. There was maybe three more and I was like, okay, I'm done. But just because it wasn't, right. it wasn't something that I needed to hear. It wasn't what I want. Like what I was looking for is educate exactly. myself. Um, right. But what would you think? Like. I mean, there's always a point, like, you did put up with it for a long time, but... I did, I did, and I put up a, you know, a a happy face, I did, Mm -hmm. I, um, and, um, I remember reading something, and it said, like the cancer survivor, they don't want anybody to look at them differently, Mm -hmm. and so I sort of kept things to myself, I kept a smile on my face, Mm-hmm. I didn't want anyone to know that I had troubles behind closed doors and my troubles may have been minor in many ways so I wasn't physically abused I wasn't mm-hmm. screamed at but I didn't have any affection whatsoever I didn't receive compliments in private mm-hmm. um, uh, I was controlled financially and uh, so I think some women get stuck in that in that um, rut thinking mm-hmm. they have nothing better for themselves and they don't want anybody to think they're damaged good so they keep up the facade mm-hmm. and, and I think I did that and this may seem like a really silly thing to share but 
out and and uh, said, oh, Tammy posts everything about her life on Facebook and and she she made this for dinner or she did this, did that. And I didn't really think I was oversharing at the time. Mm-hmm. And I'm able to go back now and see that I was oversharing. But for me, I didn't have anybody to talk to at home. Mm-hmm. I was basically by myself. Um, we maybe ate dinner together. He went to work. I went to work or I did my my charitable event, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Came, came home, had a little bit of time, you know, to chit chat. Mind you, this is after the first five years, you know, four, mm-hmm. four or five years, I suppose. But um, I was alone. So if you, if, I'm getting off track. I know I am. No, you're fine. Mm-hmm. If you witness somebody that you may think um, seems lonely in, in some way or another, then maybe you can reach out to them. Or if you are feeling like I was lonely, even though somebody's in the house, but mm-hmm. your partner doesn't even want to be in the same room with you, um, but they're willing to play this big old fancy part outside of the house, that's a big sign. Mm-hmm. So I did. I didn't necessarily fall into the same category as the the person you were referring to on the podcast mm-hmm. in the beginning. Um, I had a very comfortable life, mm-hmm. and I had a lot of luxuries. I will admit it, mm-hmm. and I stayed for a long time because of that. Mm-hmm. But once I started going to counseling and I started speaking up, things got more ugly in the house. Mm-hmm. And so that's when it started to dissolve. Mm-hmm. And um, But I don't even know if I would have ever left, to be honest with you. I'm not sure. I may wow. have just hung in there. I don't, you know, I don't have children. Um, mm-hmm. So um, I would like to think God had his plan for me and he would have led me out um, the way he did ultimately. Yeah. So, I think, yeah, the ultimate, the bigger plan is it's always like, whether it's instantaneous or takes a lot of years, it, the ultimate thing is he's going to guide you where you need to go, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I definitely think that was, that was something that, that had to happen the way it did. And unfortunately, yes, it hurts that, that initial hurt. And then, right. then you heal, then you move on. And then, you know, like, it's kind of like the lesson learned, like you had to, go through that unfortunately but it made you so much stronger and it made you so much wiser to what you put up with already you know like what to keep an eye out for in the future and kind of you know even just talking on the podcast and sharing it 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 definitely can help somebody that could be in the similar situation that maybe doesn't talk about it or doesn't want to tell anybody because they're embarrassed or right you know doesn't have anybody to talk to at home like just you know, it, it could be anybody. And a lot of the people that I've spoken with on this podcast um, that have had like uh, abusive relationships or whatever they've had, um, they always mention that about their significant others, narcissism, that that's very common mm-hmm. with that. But unfortunately, yeah. they ex- they escalated to like the physical abuse part of it. Right. Um you know, I suppose I was lucky in the sense that I didn't nec- I didn't experience that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was definitely had the emotional side of things, and mm-hmm. um, I didn't necessarily see the financial side of the abuse until um, starting divorce procedures. Yeah, yeah. And then I was able to see how he manipulated things um, financially and things that were kept from me, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And it was quite a, I was flabbergasted mm-hmm. at the things I found out. Yeah. Um, so I do take some blame in that for being somewhat of a, an ignorant spouse, if you will, mm-hmm. um, not, not pushing to be a part of the um, daily financial aspects of our, our relationship. Um, being a fair partner or an even partner if you will Mm -hmm. Um, but 
you know, that is what it is. And mm-hmm. when I was, I guess one of the things I wanted to really share is that all of this is fine. I'm totally fine. Mm-hmm. And I have an amazing relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a relationship with God before that relationship. Mm-hmm. I put it to the I put it to the side. I really mm-hmm. did, and uh, it was it was you know God that led me through all of that. And mm-hmm. I've I've read and I've listened to. He has a plan for me, and He has a purpose for me. And and I had gone through enough pain, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, my partner was just temporary provision in my life. Mm-hmm. And I like those words, temporary provision. Mm-hmm. And maybe my temporary was a long, long time, but I'm also told that my latter years will be my best. Yes. <laughs> and so. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I learned, which might be sort of sad to say, at you know, that age at 57, um, at that time was, um, I actually learned how to forgive Mm -hmm. and I had a dysfunctional childhood and I hadn't really ever forgiven my parents for certain things. And I didn't really even know what forgiveness was. I, I went to church and I, you know, considered myself a a Christian and, Mm -hmm. I still didn't really know about forgiveness and Mm -hmm. the whole relationship, the ending of the relationship forced me to start to learn about forgiveness. And it was a podcast I was listening to Mm -hmm. and it was said, by not forgiving, you are telling God that you don't need his help to resolve this situation, that you can handle it on your own. But by forgiving, you are letting God vindicate you for the pain that you have had to suffer. You are telling him that you trust him to do as he sees fit with that individual to allow you to move on and not carry that weight on your shoulders any longer. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe it's finally clear to me. Yeah. I immediately messaged my sister and told her. And um, I had a very, very close friend who had gone through divorce. Um, I had posted what I learned and Mm -hmm. she responded to me immediately. She goes, that is the first time it's ever been clear to me. Mm-hmm. And so I'm hoping that maybe that will be clear to one of your listeners. Today. Yes, I definitely think it will. It just, it makes so much sense. I, lo- I, lo- I love that because it's true. And I think a lot of us su- struggle with forgiving people and letting things go. And like, I know a lot of people personally that do, that just hold that, you know, whatever it is in, in your life that you're holding on to, that anger, that um, almost resentment or upset, whatever yes. you're, whatever it is, like yes. just, just forgive and move forward and just give it to God because it really does, it does take that weight. Like you said, it just, you know, you can move forward. They may never understand why you forgave them. <laughs> they may never right. understand what you did, but you did it so that you can move forward, not for them, exactly. just for you to move forward. And that that's awesome. I'm I'm so happy that you that you did, you know. Yeah. Because that's a lot to go through and then you could have gone the other way and been like bitter and angry and you know, pretty much like a narcissist and 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 been that way, but you you took the right route, you know, the happier the happier yeah. life. And um I will I mean heck, I'm not gonna lie and say I didn't want some vengeance in the beginning, mm-hmm. yeah. but, um, <laughs> you know, and, and 
I remember writing all of my emotions down on paper and saying, I just want to stand in front of you and beat your chest. Yeah. And say, why did you do this to me? You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you ruined my fairy tale that I, I wanted in life, so to speak. But, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, I just dove right in to Christian podcasts and radio stations and reading and audiobooks and learning about his disease, his, mm-hmm. this, this disease. And just for your listeners sake, there's not record of one narcissist ever being healed mm-hmm. and admitting that they've been healed, not even in the Bible. Yep. So that's facts. So, um, <laughs> but Yep, I had yeah. read about that too. That there's not, there's not like a cure. You can't just take pills no. and it goes away. It's like yeah. an actual narcissistic personality disorder. It's a mental disorder, and it you is. can go to therapy for it. And if you're willing, but that's the catch. There is is convincing a narcissistic person to go to therapy is like it, it's not impossible. But yeah, it's like correct. You're right. It's not too impossible, impossible. but. Um, they don't want they don't want their world exposed exactly they and they don't want to have their mirror shattered and mm-hmm. to see and um, I will share with you as well I guess um, that when I just all of a sudden came across some um, financial information that was very disturbing and addressed my partner with it mm-hmm. and um, you know he lied about it I did some research the next day, tried to present everything to him again, and he continued to try to lie. And well, no, okay, he did lie. Mm-hmm. And I said, I'm going to give you an, op- an opportunity to tell me the truth. Mm-hmm. And um, he, he just couldn't. So he was going to go away on a trip. And I said, while you're gone, I'm going to find us a counselor mm-hmm. to talk to. And long story short, he said, what if I don't want to go? I said, you would rather throw 17 years away than go to a counselor to talk to somebody to help us out. Mm -hmm. And I said, I need to speak to somebody because I need to figure out how to be in this relationship with you. You've broken my trust Mm -hmm. and I don't trust you. And you are a habitual liar. Mm-hmm. You need to speak to somebody to figure out why you feel the need to lie. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I don't think I'll go. I said, seriously, you're, you are saying you won't go. And he said, yep. Oh, wow. And I sat up from where I was. I said, fine. I guess while you're gone, I will proceed with uh, us parting ways. And that's how it ended. Wow. He, and he never, he did not speak to me for, let me see, seven months. Wow. Until he came back to get his belongings out of the house. Wow. Seven months, not one word. Just so, stuck with that story. Just stuck with that. No, that, he and, had to be right. And it was... proved to me in my research that he truly was a narcissist for one and that Mm -hmm. I truly I really never meant anything to him Um, I just was somebody that was fulfilling a role in this fantasy world that he he needed Mm -hmm. and uh, I think that ultimately helped me in moving on I know Mm -hmm. it may sound weird but it did because there was I was not going to try to convince him to stay with me and love me because he just was not capable of loving anyone but himself. Yeah. So um so I don't know. I don't know what else I can possibly share and I would tell people to research and there's free audio books that you can get and um if you're a Christian, you know, uh, rely on your faith. And um, I took away that I was being pruned to bloom. 
I loved that saying I found. Yeah. Um, I love that God was going to restore the years that I lost. And um, what's an, I, I have so many things that I wrote down and made notes of over the years. Um, one of them was the greatest rejection. God will make your greatest redirection. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. So that's a good one. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's true. It is true. You're going to, you know, everybody has their point where it, whatever it is, you know, and if you are somebody that is dealing with something with someone like this, you know, it, it, just keep in mind, it's not your fault. This is, this right. is a hundred percent based on their, their mind and what's wrong in their head. You know, it's actually a mental disorder. It's not like it's, you know, it's not that you're doing it wrong and that you're a bad person. And, you know, just keep that in mind. There is help for you. You know, you got to, you got to take care of yourself. Yes. Yes. Um, Like the person that I, I heard talking, like she wants to stick it out in hopes that he lightens up in a couple years, you know, that he, she marries him and things get better magically. Personally, I don't think that that's going to be the case, but no, she even mentioned, you know, you put up with how much you want to put up with, which is also true, but you know, do what's healthy for yourself. You know, don't, don't put yourself in such a bad spot that you're mentally, cause they even say like, if you're someone dealing with it, you'll feel tired all the time. You get depressed as well. Like you're drained. Um, yes, that's a great point. I had so many crazy illnesses. Mm-hmm. that the doctors couldn't explain uh, my fatigue was just out of this world mm-hmm. uh, I can't say I was really depressed but um, I, I I know that you know I didn't have a problem sitting in a room all by myself at night I just I went ahead and I let that happen but mm-hmm. man I'll tell you the physical um, ailments that cannot be explained it's because of the stress even mm-hmm. if you're, even if it's subconscious i mean your 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 subconscious is realizing it but you consciously don't know what's happening to you exactly to you yep so that is very true and i didn't realize that and i obviously researched that upside down and backwards um because i thought maybe i was a hypochondriac yeah yeah i think too you like you self-diagnose as well and kind of just again a lot of brushing off a lot of the oh well i did this this and this today so that's probably why i'm tired i did this and this yesterday that's probably why i'm so tired you know what i mean like you just keep on excusing it and and that's like a big a big sign as well a big flag as well is how are you feeling physically dealing with that um I don't say that, you know, maybe a narcissistic relationship person might be able, if they're willing to put the work in for a therapist and counseling to try to get some kind of help for it, could possibly be um, someone that could improve, you know, but um, if it's something that's like, there's the, the mean, I know that there was another one, I forget the name of it, I actually didn't write it down. There was another type of narcissistic behavior that was like the super intense just mean part of it that just you can't really have a relationship with that person oh Um, right yes i forget the name but i'll mention it um uh, on the blog if i don't come up with it here in a few seconds because i i totally forgot the name of it um but yeah like there's there's different levels of it but i mean ultimately it comes down to how how are you feeling how are you going to deal with it and is that how you want to feel forever you know is that something that you're willing to be put down you're willing to just kind of deal with it forever or are you gonna move forward and push through it and just you know unfortunately let that person go move on as well right yeah um and one of the things um that sort of came to mind was if the narcissist has double standards mm-hmm. um, and so they may not like it when people drive up the right hand side of the 
road when their lane is ending and squeeze right in, you know, up at the front. But they mm-hmm. do it. But yeah. they do it. So if you are, in, if you rec- see those types of um, individuals, if you're involved with that type of individual and those sorts of things happen, then um, just let that be a red flag. That mm-hmm. the hypocrisy is astonishing. Mm-hmm. So yes, definitely. I think, yeah, just hearing hearing your story and and reading stories and looking into it, I'm just thinking, man, like just red flags you know that people so easily can can just not even notice it's almost in this society like we we push things off so much just to keep going and keep busy that we don't even realize what we're digging you know we're just digging deeper holes and 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 the relationships are just not exactly what they seem you know right yeah um but hopefully this helps hopefully you know yeah people hear your story and hear things that you experienced um hopefully they can see the bigger picture you know that yes if you're dealing with it you can get through it you you can come out happy on the other side it doesn't have to be that's it you know it's not that's not it you're right um and i know that we would love to say that the narcissist can get better and things will get better but in my my honest opinion, it's just not going to happen. Mm. And um, they unfortunately are not capable of making it happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, the, the fact that they lack any empathy, you know, keeps them from making any effort when the mirror has been shattered. Mm-hmm. So it just will... You know, you're just going to be in a dead end relationship is what's going to happen. Yeah. And eventually it'll end on their terms. It's it's going to and eventually it'll just be okay, that's it. You've he's they he or she has convinced themselves that you have done enough to them and that's as far as you could go. Like correct. In their yes. mind. Yeah. In their mind. Yes. And then there are those, I mean, mine completely discarded me, you know, 100%. Mm-hmm. But then there are those, and they kind of call them the Hoover vacuum, and mm-hmm. they try to suck you back in and walk yeah. through the world, and you're going to go through that vicious cycle over and over again. And um, so I say, get out. Yep. <laughs> and I, I agree with you, though. I do. I, I, I feel bad because I know that somebody is listening that has, like, probably is dealing with it. And it's, it's on our end, I mean, you got out. So right. it, you could say it and, and I think that yeah. somebody listening might be in the middle, you know, and they're like, right. what do yeah. I do? Like, it might not be that easy being you maybe 10 years ago, you know what I mean? Right. Like it might not be. And so it's, it is our, our opinion to, you know, we both think that, but it's sure. ultimately going to be whoever's listening and having this problem it's going to be your decision and and i mean really weigh and do your research on it you know yeah see what options that you could pre- present potentially and and see your see the response i mean i think that alone will tell you what you're dealing with cuz if you have somebody that's just it more than likely going to shoot you down if you say let's get help i mean there's pretty much your answer with where that's going to end up going <laughs> um, but you are right. If the, um, that will be a big red flag. No to counseling, or mm-hmm. they don't actually. They might promise it, but then it gets kept. You know, get keeps getting put off, put off, put off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a huge, huge red flag. And then I think one of the other red flags, and you know, besides lying, that's obviously a big red flag. Mm-hmm. But uh, is that you know the old the old saying. Um, making a mountain out of a molehill sort of thing mm-hmm. that the smallest of things that you might say to them that may seem constructive criticism to most people mm-hmm. are taken as humongous um, bashes to their ego and uh, 
that and they cannot they cannot accept that they can't compre- comprehend that you're just trying to give some uh, advice constructive criticism but they take it as you just screamed at them at the top of your lungs and yeah. you told them that they are worthless and so they exaggerate mm-hmm. the situation so if you are involved with somebody that does that then that is a huge sign of that person being a narcissist mm-hmm so yeah just just watch for the signs you know keep, yes look them up there's different types of narcissism there's there's very subtle narcissists like they, yeah. they can be very subtle they could be very yeah. everyday almost normal but not but they're still showing the signs of it um, right there's just there's a lot of different things and a lot of different levels and it could it could easily progress further and further over the years you know it might take 17 years to show it might take three to somebody else you know it might it might just increase so quickly yeah and then i think you were trying to um say that there's the overt and the covert type of yes and yeah i just thought now the malignant malignant type oh that was the one i had read yeah Yeah, that was the the super bad one that i had read that was like the worst i think that they could be right but you know you have those that will are um, will manipulate and abuse you by being um, physical with you in many different ways and then others will just abandon you so mm-hmm. you, you can't just you, they don't fit into one really nice neat category Mm-mm. no there's not yeah you can name them off but every person's their their own you know their right. own type mixed the, type whatever type it's the arrogance and the grandioseness are pretty much part of all of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're t- yeah. Just reading it, I'm like, wow. Like, there's a lot. There's a lot to it. It's a lot. It's well worth, even if you're not dealing with something like that. Maybe even like a younger audience that maybe is just starting to deal with dating and relationships. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe research it on your own too, and kind of get an idea of this stuff before you get into a relationship, just to kind of see, you know potentially what you're dealing with in this world because a lot of people go in blind and we don't know you know I wouldn't have known 20 years ago what what any of this is oh. I just would have thought oh he's just a um, cocky you know a-hole yeah. I don't know yeah. you know <laughs> but you're correct yeah and if I can I got you just so so triggered something in my mind um I am in a I've been in a really kind and loving relationship with somebody for over a year and a half now mm-hmm. and but in the beginning there were certain things that really triggered me mm-hmm. and um, I found some articles and um, uh, some well I guess I'll just call them articles that I shared with him mm-hmm. on dating somebody who's been through a narcissistic relationship and just so that he could see what my triggers were and what I was dealing with the, you know, my low self-esteem perhaps, even though I might look super happy and confident, there's still parts of me that like, why did this happen to me? Mm-hmm. And, you know, why didn't he love me? Why was he like that? You know, I had those things in the beginning, but mm-hmm. if maybe you know somebody that, um, maybe your sister or your, your, um, your, girlfriend is dealing with this and they're in a they're in a new relationship I should say and maybe that new relationship has a few struggles find some documentation some articles on how to help that person cope with getting out of and recovering and moving on from a narcissistic relationship because it does take some time I'll be honest oh yeah I'm sure that's a that's a traumatic it's almost like you have PTSD from it you do it is true and mm-hmm. you know and for me I it took me some time to figure out if I wanted to let somebody into my into my world into my life and how do I trust another person mm-hmm. um, so it could be tough but there are things that you can do and you can read for yourself and then perhaps share with somebody um, that is going through that yes definitely and I'm gonna I'm gonna actually look up a couple things on um, for the blog later this coming week, I'll, I'll put some links and stuff in there too. Uh, maybe even just some tips on like some triggers. Um, yeah. 
that way that way people can kind of read that and see you know some of the stuff might help it might help for someone that, like you said is exactly dealing with this right now or starting a new relationship and you don't you're not ready you kind of want to explain a little bit i guess exper- mm-hmm. your experience of what you went through and and you right. are still traumatized by it so exactly yeah and and anybody entering a relationship would be understanding of that and you know respectful that you know yeah if they're worthy of uh, worthy of you then they will take the time to read it and and do their best to understand it exactly and i love seeing you happy my dear i love seeing your pictures i love thank you your happy relationship it looks wonderful (laughs) and you guys always have so much fun yeah yeah. and you deserve it you deserve the best 100 percent love after 58 it does Yay. happen. It, it does. It happens at any time. I know. I'm happy right? for you. Thank you so much. Well, I want to thank you okay. so much too for coming onto the podcast today. I appreciate you opening up and sharing your experience with this. I know sure. it can be it could be hard to just say, you know, but I know anybody listening appreciates you sharing because you might have just opened some blinders, like you know, some closed eyes that they've been trying to figure out what's going on and maybe by hearing your story they can kind of put it more in perspective so yeah I hope so you You know I'm not a professional speaker I'm not a therapist I have you know I don't have any schooling in any of this it's just living it and learning from it on my own so hopefully (laughs) um, if one person gets one little thing out of it that will be um, you know worth it to me yes Definitely. And I think, I think they will. I definitely think that, that it's, it's worth, you know, it's, it is worth it. And, and I do appreciate you. (laughs) Well, thank you. And I appreciate you having this forum, um, for people as well. I, I just hope that, uh, um, this last hour helped somebody. Yes, I'm sure it did. (laughs) All All right. Again, thank you so much to the lovely Tammy for coming on and joining me today on the podcast. Um, I did want to go over a couple of tips and some some red flags uh, as far as narcissistic personality disorder, otherwise known as NPD. Uh, if you guys just want some just some more information about it do do the research there's plenty of it out there for you guys to check it out Um, i'm just going to list them off i'm not going to go into details about everything but if you have any questions you feel free to email me and i'm happy to answer any questions and give you more information as you need it Um, the first one is going to be these are just um uh, like red flags just some warning signs of the the NPD okay so number one they are charming at first so um, we got into that a little bit number two they hog the conversation talking about how great they are number three they feed off your compliments number four they lack empathy number five they don't have any or many long-term friends six is they pick on you constantly Seven is they gaslight you. Eight is they dance around defining their relationship. Nine is they think they're right about every everything and never apologize. Ten is they panic when you break up with them. Eleven, when you show them you're done, really, they lash out. <clears throat> so these are, again, just some... some tips and signs and you know just to keep in mind you know if you think you're dealing with somebody that has a narcissistic uh personality personality disorder excuse me i'm sorry got tongue-tied um you know it it can and will progress and you know you heard the story uh, you heard from tammy uh just to kind of give you guys a better idea of what you're dealing with and that you can get through it so if you do need help or need more information please again i'm going to say it again please reach out 
You can reach me at livinglifeoutloud82 at gmail.com. Some of the websites, if you don't want to directly contact me, I'm going to read them off now. Um, Personality Disorder Help. So the first website is going to be www.rtor.org. The next one is Personality Disorder Treatment. That's going to be www.skylandtrail.org. Next one is www.mayoclinic.org. Then there's www.bridgestorerecovery.com. Now, these are just websites that offer help regarding um, narcissistic disorder. Um just to help you get more information, possibly like a therapeutic type thing online if you have somebody or if you're somebody that wants to get help. These are just uh, out, like outsourced or sources to try to help you out a little bit. There's always more. You can always look it up and find them. These are just suggestions. Um, some local to New Mexico to Albuquerque area. These are all just for mental health. So the first one is Rio Grande Counseling and Guidance Services. That's 505-246-8700. The next one is going to be UNM Psychiatric Center. That number is 505-272-2800. Then I have Albuquerque Family Mental Health Clinic. That is 505-256-0065. And then there's ABQ Behavioral Services. Behavior Services, I'm sorry. 505-884-7873. And then again, you can always reach me at livinglifeoutloud82 at gmail.com. So please feel free to write me or even comment on the blogs if you guys have any questions or even if you're part of the Facebook page group. Um feel free to ask questions on there as well if you have anything or if anything you want to add to or about the podcast feel free to do so on there um i do thank tammy so much for coming on and sharing all this information and and her experience i know that sometimes it's a lot for our guests to come on to open up so much about their personal life and i really appreciate that about every single one of you that's come on to do that um So if you are ever interested in sharing or if you want to share a blog or any type of thing, if you want me to read something for you, please feel free to share that with me um, and I will be happy to do so. So next week will be the end of season one. I have one more episode. So episode 15 is going to be the last episode for season one. Um, And I will give you guys more information about that on the Facebook page and on the blog. But for now, that is going to do it for this week's podcast. I hope that you guys got some good information and that you enjoyed it. Um, Have a blessed and wonderful weekend. And I look forward to talking to you guys on the next podcast. Thanks for listening.